Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week, we are sponsored by and supporting a sustainable activewear brand called Samudra, which is ethically manufactured in London. Their pieces are made from regenerated ocean plastic, transforming discarded plastic such as fishing nets into beautiful garments, literally removing waste from our seas and transforming it into something beautiful yet useful. When you buy a Samudra piece, you are not only investing into sustainable and slow fashion, but also helping the marine environments and societies worldwide, as Samudra donates 5% of profits to female-focused conservation projects aiming to make the world we live in a better place. Each piece of beautiful activewear is consciously created by women for women and all of their suppliers have a female majority workforce which match their ethos on sustainability, gender equality and ethics. The pieces are all so lovely and if taken care of can last a lifetime, hopefully like the rest of our wardrobes. So Mudra are kindly giving Kitchen Club listeners 10% off using code KITCHENCLUB so we really hope that you enjoy that. And welcome to this bonus episode of Kitchen Club with me, Serena Lau, and my wonderful friend, Sarah Malcolm. Kitchen Club is the weekly podcast that brings you conversations around our kitchen table. Each week usually brings a new guest, a new area of expertise to get stuck into, and a new recipe based on our guests' three favorite ingredients. But we thought we'd start mixing things up a little bit, breaking some podcast rules, because it's nice to be able to just chat to you all a little bit. So this week, we are having a natter between the two of us, diving into what this year has been like, and hopefully having some lols. All the lols, eh? <laughs> all the lols. We've also been creating some new recipes for our Patreon subscribers to enjoy over the festive season. And we've also asked you on Instagram what you'd like us to answer. So that's what we'll be doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, and currently, as we're recording this, the smell of brownies is just wafting through. It's delicious. Tell us, Serena, as you normally do, what have you made? I have made today, Sarah, some Christmassy clementine, clementine brownies. Um, 
And the beauty of these brownies is that they are both vegan. I was going to say they're gluten-free. They're actually not gluten-free. That's <laughs> a lie. They could be gluten-free, but they are vegan. Yeah. And I think that they are made with ingredients that you will probably have in your cupboards already. So they're pretty, pretty easy and dangerously quick to whip up. Whip. You did. You did. <laughs> I can't wait to but eat them. you hate orange. The flavour of orange with chocolate. I think chocolate orange is a sin. Not quite as bad as minty chocolate. Chocolate with mint. Ooh. I don't know how friends. No. Chocolate orange is probably one of my favourite flavour combos in the entire world. And mint chocolates are love and after eight. Get out. <laughs> Get out of town, sister. When we were talking about what we were going to cook, Sarah suggested spiced Christmas brownies, which <laughs> I would rather never eat chocolate again in my life than eat spiced chocolate. <laughs> so Sarah thinks I'm the ultimate Grinch. Like the thought of things like a pumpkin spiced latte. You are so strange. The worst. She's so strange. What are you like? What are you like? Yuck. Um, so as the, the brownies are, are cooking away, we're going to record this and just have a nice little chat and a nice catch up about what a year, a weird old year it's been. A year old weird. What a weird year it's been for us all. Um, it definitely wasn't the year we had planned for the podcast because, didn't we? We had so many things we wanted to bring into real life. We were going to do some amazing events. We had events booked. We actually had a retreat booked that we were so excited about. So that all kind of went up the, uh, I was going to say up the shitter. I probably shouldn't say swear, but up the shitter. It went up the shitter. <laughs> it's happened. I know. So it's been, for us all, so different. I mean, we couldn't help it, but we just thought we'd have a nice little catch up and share some highs, maybe some not lows, but you know, what's been challenging. Um, so actually, yeah. One thing that our audience and you lovely listeners asked us when we put out the question box on Instagram was what our three favorite ingredients are. And it's, um, I sometimes get asked this on other podcasts as well, and I never have an answer, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm going to ask you first, Serena. So what, are your three favourite ingredients, like, now, in this moment, when you think about it? And then I'm going to ask you a slightly different question. So I have thought long and hard about this ever since we started the podcast. And my answer is different if it's, like, my three favourite ingredients or the three ingredients I couldn't live without. Because mm. I think if it was, like, my desert island ingredients, I would probably say salt, like, um, mould and sea salt, nice olive oil and lemon juice and garlic. Because I think with those things, you can make anything delicious. But in terms of my three favorite ingredients, I'm going to say pine nuts, broccoli, and mushrooms. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, girl. And pasta. That's always. Cool. I know. But everyone else, guests always do that to us. They give me like eight ingredients. So I can give you four. What are yours? Um... Wait, I want to I dive into yours first because pine nuts are such a random one. Oh my God, they're just so good. Toasted. Always. Yeah. Always. If someone gave you a bowl of normal pine nuts untoasted, would you still like them? Yeah, probs. I just think that they really elevate a dish. Yeah. A simple salad, a simple pasta, a simple risotto with a few pine nuts on top. It's just like next level. Yeah. 
what would you cook yourself then with those with those ingredients pasta I mean we have so we have this amazing um spice mix that we buy whenever we go to Italy fun fact of 2020 I've been abroad twice both times to Italy (gasps) um and in Italy we always buy it's a mix of like herbs chili flakes dried garlic and what they do is they just I believe is they just heat it up with some olive oil and put it on pasta and like that's it you have a bit of parmesan and that's your pasta dish and so we eat that but obviously I put shit loads of vegetables in it so we just do this like delicious garlicky mix olive oil veggie parmesan pine nuts broccoli mushrooms bit of rocket oh roasted broccoli oh yeah always Mm. woof Mm. delicious (laughs) it's so good (laughs) tell me your ingredients I see this is where I'm just not prepped and ready for this, whereas I should be. You're going to say something gross like cardamom and sweet potato. I mean, I I think sweet potato would have to be on there because I just find it so delicious. And any any dish or any meal I make, which I'm like, "Eh, what what do we want? And then I think, "Mm, sweet potato, yeah, instantly like I'm engaged. Um, So sweet potato would be there. Um, Oh... And then this is quite random, and I don't know how we put this in a recipe, but um, the green Tabasco. Mm. Have you had it? No, I'm a red gal. Oh, just you wait. It is so, like, lovely and vinegary and tangy but spicy. Oh, it's unreal. I'm going to need to get a few. Sarah looks very happy right now. <laughs> green tabasco if anyone else has tried it it's just unbelievable so what have i got sweet potato green tabasco and then i might also say mushrooms mm. they're the best yeah and you can do so much with them and they're very good for, for b vitamins apparently are they help you sleep and antioxidants yeah so i would say mushrooms if i see mushrooms on a menu i'd probably get them yes me too yeah I guess being veggie though, like that often is the option for me. Mushroom risotto, yeah. mushroom pasta. Yeah. But no complaints. No. As long as there's pine nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Give her the pine nuts, everyone. Okay, then a slightly different angle to the question. Um, what has been your favorite ingredient of this year? So this is actually super easy for me. Okay. I'm going to say flour. Mm. Because I am a walking, talking 2020 cliche in that I have spent most of this year making sourdough and I'm obsessed. We've made sourdough focaccia. We've made sourdough pizzas. This weekend, I'm hoping to tackle the sourdough cinnamon bun. We've made sourdough. What was the other thing? We made sourdough hot cross buns at Easter. They were buff. Flour. Obsessed. I'm, I like, would like to have a new life as a baker, <gasps> apart from I'm not very good at like a 4am wake up, but <laughs> just a casual baker. And I've got a bad wrist, so I can't need <laughs> bread. So I'd probably be the world's worst baker, <sighs> but I love it. And that's the other thing that I have got cooking next door for you right now. Pal. Oh my gosh. What treat. What's your ingredient of 2020? Um, my ingredient of 2020 again why am I so slow at knowing what what things are when I know that I'm asking you questions <laughs> um I'm trying to choose for you I'm I know what it is what? oats because <laughs> all you eat that's is porridge <laughs> uh okay so this is so boring actually but a recent thing I'm just going recently of what I've been enjoying no it's too boring Serena 
I was going to say flax, milled flax seeds. <laughs> <laughs> That's the world's most boring ingredient. <laughs> since we spoke with Karen and she gave us the Linwoods, she said, get the Linwoods mm. milled flax seeds. <laughs> They're just delicious. Do they taste nice? Yeah. I thought you just like add them to things as a bit of good roughage for the old they gut. They taste really nice. They taste almost like chocolatey, earthy. <laughs> I can't, I mean, there's definitely more exciting ingredients. What do you put them on or in or? Porridge, you know. Mm. You know. Um, actually, just quickly, while we're talking about Karen, I've started mixing teff into my sourdough. Oh, Yeah, great. Is that what you've got? Yeah, is that a teff sourdough? It's not. It's not teff flour. I just put the teff grain in and just stir it, and it just kind of like melts and disappears. Yeah. yeah. So if you listen to Karen's episode and you're kind of wondering what to do with your teff, I also have soaked it in yogurt, coconut mm. yogurt, like she suggested, and that's very pleasant as well. Very pleasant. Mm. Well, um, I might have to come back on the ingredient of the year because I can't stick with teff. Okay. I mean flaxseed. So that's so dark. You've got four weeks left to decide until the end of the year. Oh, okay. Then I might say like a slow cooked lamb, but I know you're going to hate me. Yeah. If I was going to eat meat, I'd eat slow cooked lamb. Yeah. Because we've been doing these really, really delicious slow cooked lambs that takes like six hours and you put a lot of care and time and we get it from meat, which is the really great butchers in Stoke Newington. And we've been making like lamb tacos and lamb ragu and it's just been delicious so actually maybe i'll say that it's really classic that we never let any of our guests give us meaty ingredients and they often try and we're like no veggie ingredients only please (laughs) and now sarah's sitting and announcing that lamb is her favorite ingredient (laughs) of the year There we go. Just lost 500,000 followers who are all vegan. Well, we don't have it often. You know, it's something that we celebrate every now and then and really take pride in having a really lovely piece of meat that we cook really well and enjoy. I smell a backtrack there. No, there's no backtrack. (laughs) No, I'm teasing you. That's actually been something really nice this year has been, you know, like shopping in your local community and at the start of lockdown, everyone would queue for the butchers for hours, but it was like a thing to do. Mm. So it was so nice. It was, you know, once a week you'd go and get a nice bit of meat or whatever. And it was, yeah, a joyful experience. Good. Yeah. How nice. Yeah, I know. So we're going to talk more about how this year's been. Mm. Why don't, let's start with the lows and move on to the highs. The low high. Just to get it over over with. So what has been, do you think, the most challenging thing for you this year? Um, I think probably not having physical contact, like lots of physical contact with family and friends because I'm, I love a hug and... Yeah, that's probably been really hard. Like, you know, when you see your parents or you see your friend, you just want to, like, squeeze them. That's been, yeah, hard. And then at the start of the year, obviously, when everything, when COVID started happening in a big way and being a freelancer, being self-employed, all of my jobs started disappearing, that was a real, like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so weird. Mm. And at the time... I thought, oh, it's just me that's losing all this work. Like, this is just affecting me. And then obviously it snowballed and suddenly I thought, okay, this is a much bigger, (laughs) much bigger situation. But it was very challenging at first, moving everything 
from in-person to online. And yeah, there was a moment at the start of lockdown where I thought, I can't, I just can't do this. How the hell am I going to teach on Zoom? Like not going to be, not going to work at all. So it's been challenging not having enough physical touch. So if you see me in the future and you want to touch me, please do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then, yeah, just like technology. Mm. what about for you what do you think um I I feel like when we're having this conversation we should probably caveat quickly that we're both incredibly privileged and like oh yeah that yeah that I know that our challenges may seem kind of trivial to some people um so yeah I just I just want to highlight that we are aware of that and that for a lot of people there has been a lot more going on than like than having to than having to teach online but I think that as always, like people's struggles are all relative. And I just wanted to highlight that we are aware of that. Um, For me, I think, I think the most challenging thing, I mean, on a personal level, we had to cancel our big wedding party, but I, I, again, appreciate that that's kind of trivial in the, in the, um, the grand scheme of the year. And we were actually super lucky to still be able to get married and it was the best day ever. So that, that was weird, but kind of turned into a great thing. I think the most challenging thing for me has been that I have basically done a complete 360 with my business. And I was teaching yoga a lot, but it was really challenging because of my wrist. And I, I kind of intended to move away from that, but it just like happened. It, it was a decision that was made for me. Mm. And I had been I had been doing some coaching before and I loved it, but, and I had been doing my reflexology, which obviously then reflexology had to stop as well because of not being able to be one-on-one with people. And so it was like this kind of month where I didn't really know what to do with myself. And then I got myself a really kick-ass coach mentor who's incredible. I threw all my heart and energy into my coaching business. And now I've like, done I think I've done six group trainings six group programs this year and had lots of one-on-one clients and as I say I was doing it before but this year it just kind of supercharged so I guess that was the most challenging thing but it's also one of the absolute best things Mm. which is so often the way with something that you know is niggling at the back of your mind that you want to do but life just happens and you've got things that you need to do and when you're thrown into situations that you have to like just get over your fear of doing it and dive in mm. and take the challenge, then all this goodness can come out. It's true because I, I, I really believe that successful people are people who take action quickly, who don't let fear get in their way. But I think often when changing careers, fear does get in the way. And so when that decision is made for you and you have kind of a little push from mm. the universe or the virus or whatever you want to see it as, it kicks things off and then it's crazy. And it shows like when you dedicate yourself to something and you put all your love and energy into it, how, how quickly things can like turn from being quote unquote bad to amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So true. I I think I know what you're going to tell me your best thing this year is. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to also quickly say about challenging, like obviously Mm. it's been such a challenging year for so many of us and you know, in the summer with Black Lives Matter movement, it's been a year of, you know, switching our mindset and having a good sort of talking to ourselves. And yeah, as we are saying, there is so much growth in that, in something being switched up and our views changed, our minds changed. So 
challenges, yeah, ne- definitely don't need to be negative at all. Like there's so much positive to come out of a challenging time. Definitely. Okay, sorry. Highlight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been a year of love for us both, I guess, hasn't it? Oh, it has. Yeah. The highlight. Well, I don't know if that is actually. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Piers. So obviously, getting engaged was so lovely. Well, it really was, and so unexpected. But (laughs) I don't know if it has been my highlight. I don't know if I could pinpoint like one thing that as a moment. Yes, that is, that was so lovely. Someone expected beautiful. Um, but the year of connecting differently has been a highlight for me and teaching my classes online and connecting with my students that wouldn't have been able to come to my classes ordinarily. I think that's been a real highlight for me. And like trusting in myself a bit more gosh we're getting into like deep coaching Mm. I love it (laughs) bring it but just having yeah being able to like be there for people in a different way that has definitely been a highlight for me that's what fills me up having recently learned from Olivia yes Mm. um so yeah (laughs) nice highlight Sorry, Piers, I do love you, even though you don't even listen to the podcast, so it doesn't really matter, you'll never hear this. No, but it's cool that it's cool, as you say, that the the online thing kind of takes away the obstacle of geography for mm. people who want to go to certain classes or work with certain people but can't. Um, so I think it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's nice. Tell me your highlights, Serena. So I got both engaged and married this year. It's been a massive year. And my husband does not listen to the podcast either, but I'm going to say, yeah, that was my highlight. That was, it was epic. It was such a special day. Um, And it's been like, it's been a real kind of beacon throughout the year of something to look forward to, something to stay positive about, something to feel so deeply grateful for. Uh, But there was something else that I was just thinking. What? Oh, I'm gay. This is going to bug me. I was literally just thinking about something and now it's gone out my mind. Um, I mean, like turning around my business obviously has been the best thing ever. And so I love that. And there was, there was a specific point I wanted to make about that, but it's gone out of my head. So we'll see if that comes back back. as we speak. Mm -hmm. speak. Do you think, obviously you said it was something to look forward to, but it's been so, I I really feel for people who had their weddings planned this year and you had to shift so much around how did it change things for you having to have the smaller wedding and then keeping on postponing and postponing? So, you know what? I actually, I think it's been quite eye opening. I think that with the whole wedding thing, this year has taught me so much about letting go of control, surrendering, just accepting things as they are. Because I think that when you resist things, like the friction caused by that makes you so much more unhappy. Mm. But I think it's been really interesting because it's really highlighted to me that marriage is about being joined with the person that you love. It's not about a big party and a beautiful dress and expensive flowers. And like, don't get me wrong. I like fucking love a party and I am going to have a party (laughs) when we can. But it got to the stage where I was like, you know what? I would literally wear a bin bag and no makeup and have greasy hair 
if I could mar get married. Like yeah. I wouldn't even care. And I think that that has been really special because I feel so much for all the people who've had their weddings canceled, but I think it gives you some perspective. And I think that, you know, going forwards, our friends and stuff who get married in the future need to remember that when they do get their knickers in a twist about the florist that we wanted isn't available. And, oh, they, they want to have chicken, not fish at the meal. Like pull yourself together. Yeah. I think of course, and I'm, I know that those things are amazing. And I know that some people like dream about their wedding their whole life, but I just don't think that's what it's about. And I think that I hope that going forwards, when people I know do find themselves getting in a tiz about it, I hope that I can be quite a grounding voice of reason mm. to remind them that yeah. like, give a fuck if your roses are white or pink. Yeah. You're marrying your best friend. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. So true. It's so special. And like, you know, we literally could have got married in the living room and gone to Pizza Express and I would have been happy. So yeah, that's I hope, so I, I think that's my biggest highlight. I think that hopefully I'll be able to, to share that with people going forwards when they find themselves in a Twitter about the minute details of the day. I think, yeah, you've, instilled some some love in my heart Serena because we obviously we got engaged in August and it just feels like oh what's the point of planning anything like really kind of you know you have this amazing experience and it's full of love and then you're like ah is there any point mm. and Tears and I both said you know <laughs> we want to get married we know we want to get married and and obviously well I've Otherwise, we wouldn't be engaged. <laughs> but we also want a party. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's so hard. But then I think, why wait? Like, why wait to have happiness and start all the things you want to start just because you can't find a venue or, I don't know. I completely agree. But that's why we decided to get married. And hopefully we'll have a party next year because I don't want people now coming back to me and being like, but you had a big party and you said it wasn't about that. Like, of course it is. Of course you want to celebrate with your friends. It's awesome. It's mm. so much fun. It's such a special day. But like, that, I don't think that that has to be connected to the wedding time-wise. I think you can have like a lovely intimate wedding. You can still say vows in front of all your friends in the future so that they get to be there for that. Mm. But I don't think that that for the sake of, the party it's worth kind of giving up on marriage like yeah. oh yeah it's one yeah. day you're yeah. going to be married hopefully for 50 years yeah. so I keep thinking though like if we got married and had a small ceremony I'd probably be like nah what's the point of having a party now now it's done no, let's I get know. a dog because it's fun <laughs> you can have a dog and a party <laughs> no I reckon you still want the party because you want to share it with your friends and yeah special yeah true true anyway oh. kitchen club the wedding edit <laughs> sorry I'm... i've never been so righteous before beautiful <laughs> um okay next question is what has been your healthy habit this year that you've you know really grown to love so i have a very clear like quick clear answer for this but it is it hasn't really been this year it's been something i've discovered in probably the last month or so Ah, uh, maybe in fact, that's kind of a lie. So I'll tell you and then I'll explain. My healthy habit recently has been that when my alarm goes off, instead of like, you've got to get up, you've got to meditate, you've got to exercise. 
I go and make a cup of tea slash I send my husband to go and make me a cup of tea. And then I read my book in bed with a cup of tea for like half an hour in the morning. And it's just the nicest way to ease yourself into the day. And I think that one thing that so many people have benefited from during lockdown and stuff this year is having a little bit of extra time on their hands because they're not commuting. And I appreciate that's not everyone. But with that little bit of extra time, it's nice to do things for yourself. And the reason I say I had kind of done it was in the summer, we would make a coffee and go and sit in the garden and read. But obviously now it's cold, it's cozy to do it in bed. But I've, t- I've shared this with quite a lot of my clients and stuff and people are loving it. Everyone's like, yes, this is so nice. What a good way to start the day. So yeah, I highly recommend that. Right, me try it. Try. And then on the weekends, you can do it for a bit longer, maybe throw a pan of chocolate into the mix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. What's yours? Oh, again, why am I not prepared for this? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say... Mine's quite similar, I guess, in the fact that my first tea and or coffee of the day, I have like without distraction and like sit there. And I mean, it's almost like a a meditative thing, but I like sit there with it and like feel the warmth, taste it, like just take it in and take in my environment. Um, I mean, it's not very wild, though, is it? But I know what your healthy habit is. What? I know what it is. is It's when you go and sit on the doorstep for your breakfast in the sun. (laughs) That's what you've discovered this year and loved. Yeah, I have. That was so nice. And that's kind of tied in, though, that you go and have your coffee there because now you do it through the window. Yeah, I do it through the window. Um, Yeah, I guess it is. But it's just that moment, that, like, ceremony of the first meal of my first drink that I just really appreciate. And I, I notice... But if, and actually, yeah, it is the same with my, my like porridge bowls. But if I have that in a distracted state, like if I'm doing my emails or, you know, I'm not really focusing on what I'm eating or drinking, then my day kind of like tumbles over and I never really settle myself. And I get to the end of the day and I feel a bit like frantic, like, oh, so yeah, it's having the time out, whatever I'm digesting or drinking to like focus purely on that and appreciate it love that yeah yeah that's really nice I thought you would you were going to say swimming oh yeah I have discovered cold water swimming but again that's very recent and then bloody lockdown they shut the Lido Lido yeah (laughs) I was loving it until then oh you were you really embraced it yeah I'm going to get myself that hates cold water I fucking hate cold water I'm going to get myself some little wetsuit booties Oh, cute. And you're going to get the gloves. Just booties for the moment and we'll see about the gloves. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to look like too much of a criminal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. What are you looking forward to, which is a hard thing to to know right now, um, about next year? Or what do you think you will take with you into next year? Okay. So I'm such a SWAT. I've got like, I've got all my answers lined up. (laughs) She's been studying. Um, I know it's just, I've just got some kind of really easy, easy things coming up. So hopefully we're going on our honeymoon next year to Sri Lanka, fingers crossed, mm-hmm. which you've obviously said is the best place ever. Oh, gosh, it's and I'm so pumped. Secondly, we're hopefully having this wedding party, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm judging, but <laughs> lol. And no, the thing I'm actually most excited about, I'm doing a really exciting training next year in psychosexual somatic therapy. Yeah. And I'm so excited. 
Yeah. You've been, you've been buzzing about it. I really am. It's going to be epic. It's, it starts in March and then I'm going to be done by September, I think. So tell us what, what, what does it mean? What is it? She's, she's have, she's got an unsure face. No, I mean, I, <laughs> I know, I, I know. <laughs> or what, do, what I'm, interests I'm you I'm clearly about it? not an expert in it yet. No, but that's why you um, I've got a very hefty reading list to get through. Um, my belief is that it's, it's kind of, it's less about sex and more about sexual dysfunctions being caused by a, a disconnect with, um, a disconnect caused by a problem with connection and intimacy. Mm. And I think it's very much about emotions being stored in the body, um, Sorry, this is not super eloquent. Hopefully by the time you work with me in the future, I'll, I'll know all the answers to this. <laughs> but I think it's, I think it's, yeah, it's seeing sexual dysfunction, not so much as something that needs to like be given Viagra or have a sticking plaster put over, but instead getting to the emotional root cause of why that thing mm-hmm. is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds super interesting. So yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that next year I will share a lot more about why this interests me and how how it kind of it plays into my life personally. But I think for now, we'll, we'll leave that as a little teaser. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Come back next year and I'll tell you all of my secrets. And when do you start that? March. Wow. So the beginning of the year is very exciting for you. Yeah, I can't crossed. wait. I can't wait. I, I, also, I feel very strongly we shouldn't be kind of wishing 2020 away. Yeah, I agree. I think people are very like, yes, four weeks to go. And, you know, next year may not be different. So I think for me as you said, you know, what have I learned this year that I'm going to carry forwards? It's about enjoying today rather than always thinking about what's coming because we have no control over what's coming. Yeah. All we can control is how much gratitude we feel for what we have, how much kind of passion we throw into things that we're doing and yeah. Yeah. Living in the moment a bit more and surrendering to what is great advice because you're right. Whenever that, I mean, this goes for any year, you know, people are like, oh, that year was so rubbish. Bring on the next year as if the ticking of the clock is suddenly going to change everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you have to sort of trust in what you think, what you feel and and decide for yourself if you want to enjoy it. Because you can very easily be like, oh, everything went wrong. That went wrong. That went wrong. But if you focus on what went right and yeah, exactly. Because it's that it's that mentality otherwise that's really dangerous of like, oh, I'll be happy when I lose five kilos. Oh, I'll be happy when I get a boyfriend. Oh, I'll be happy when I get that new job or when I move house. Or and if you're constantly placing your happiness on something that's coming in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Bad exactly. vibes. A parigraha. Yeah, babes. Non-attachment. My word of the year. Tell us more about next year for you. Um well, everything is is up in the air. At the moment, we're trying to sell our house. So hopefully next year, we will be moving house and buying together, which is a big thing and something I'm really looking forward to and having a big old project to just throw myself into. I love creating spaces and making a house a home. So I'm quite excited about the prospect of that, hopefully. But as I'm learning houses don't just happen. (laughs) Um, but that I I feel like next year, 
is going to be a little bit more of a personal year for me. And I've recently learned that I'm quite ambitious, um, which I didn't think about before. But I think this year has just taught me so much that like, I actually don't enjoy working all the time. So, and that's okay. Like that is so okay. As Liv told me about my human design, like that is fine. Um, so next year, just to like, and maybe starting from as soon as we finish this, to just be really appreciative of, yeah, day by day and enjoy the small moments that fill me up. And I'm, I'm not a big goal setter, so I don't have big goals for my business because I don't know wherever I'm going. I just like feel and feel into what my heart wants me to do. Um, what was the, what should, what was the original question? What are you most looking forward to for next year? Oh yeah. So probably, um, buying a house and, oh, I turned 30 in January. <laughs> so starting my flirty 30. 30 flirty and fabulous. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that maybe that will be it's a whole new decade. Wow. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> but that's me really, Serena. Great. We should probably go and take them brownies out of the oven. We probably should, because they smell absolutely divine. So the brownies are gonna be an exclusive recipe basically on our Patreon membership. They're what are they called? The full Monty and the appetizer. And the appetizer. So the appetizer is like entry-level club members who just want a couple of recipes a month. Full Monty is for the, the keen beans who want ebook downloads. They want video content. They want extra special recipes. And this brownie recipe is just for those lucky people. Mm. And then we're going to make them some delicious tacos as well. Yeah. And Patreon, if you don't know about it, it's just a really nice platform to be able to support podcasters you love or bloggers you love who are putting things on there. And some podcasts don't even put anything on there. And it's just a nice way for their listeners to go on and just, you know, pay them a pound a month to say, oh, we like what you're doing. Um, so it's quite nice, nice for us to be able to give something back. And the appetizer membership is two pounds a month, which is 50p a week. And if you think like what you spend on a gym and sometimes you don't even use that membership, and yeah and the 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 bigger membership is eight pounds a month and you get our ebook as well so I mean we're just doing a a plug that wasn't planned but (laughs) it's just 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 to tell you just be very honest with you all it's just nice for us to to have that community over there as well to share share the recipes and share more stuff going on so if you are keen to join us then please do Every time we get a member, we sort of sing a little song to each other. Do a little happy dance. <laughs> Maybe we should make a song up for when we do that, for when we get a subscriber. I'll put it on my to-do list. <laughs> and as ever, if you are enjoying the podcast, then please give us a little rating, a little review if you've got time and share with people you think will enjoy. And we've got more fab guests coming up this season. So. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hopefully we will be back in your ears very soon. I mean, we will be. Yeah, next week, in fact. Love you. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.